Hello, and welcome to bonus episode number 24. Bonus episodes coming... (laughs) (laughs) Bonus episodes, I was going to say, come in hot and heavy these days, because Star Wars keeps doing things, I guess. Uh, So, for this bonus episode and the next one, we are finally talking about The Mandalorian, because Kristen finally watched the end of it. (laughs) Gabby Yoda, I had off of work today. (laughs) She finished an hour ago. I finished an hour ago. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Um, So, I'm Kate, and I'm here with a... Chris, Kristen, and Miranda, and Kate's Orca. back, bitch. What's up? Orca probably going to be borking in the background at some point, and yeah, we are going to be covering our general thoughts on season one of uh, Star Wars' first ever live action show uh, on the brand new and shiny Disney Plus, which has everything on it because Disney owns everything. Chris, why are you on Twitter right now? I don't understand. <laughs> He's being bad. bad it's the dad. intro. Dad is bad. It's the intro. How You're else? on the podcast. It's the intro. So it's the preview. About. So I won't listen to my wife talk? Okay. <laughs> this is a great point. She brings up great points. That's why she's on the podcast. You also never she respond to when the, she brings up great points. You also never respond to the great text I sent you earlier? What text did Oh, about Piano Man? <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, I inexplicably, every time I hear that fucking piano man, I just start laughing. It's, <laughs> even though it's it is... bizarre. It's like a Pavlovian reaction. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing at, in the in the fucking produce section. <laughs> like, like, and it's not it's not like a chuckle or like a smile either. It's like a belly laugh every time she hears piano man or the boxer. What happened to you? Oh, I love the boxer. <laughs> I just like you know just two of the uh, the objectively least funny songs probably in the the modern western yeah. uh, musical canon. I just... Yeah, like the boxer. <laughs> it's funny because he's homeless. <laughs> is that a song? Yes. Yes, okay. it is by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh my god. Oh. Um, yes. Anyway, already completely and utterly derailed us because. Chris was, I, you know, if Chris was on Twitter and I had to yell at him and I blame you. That's hey, fine. motherfucker, what are you drinking? Uh, I meant Chris. Sorry, that wasn't <laughs> motherfucker. <clear. laughs> Which we, oh, motherfucker? We are motherfuckers. Uh, I'm drinking scotch. Uh, Johnny Walker Gold Label Reserve. Yum. You other motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I'm drinking mint tea. Nice. Cool. Out of a giant coffee cup that says this is not enough coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big mug. It's great. I'm drinking mystery whiskey. <laughs> Wh- whiskery? Myth. Mystery whiskey. Wh- mis- mis- okay. Mystery. <laughs> You're going to have to explain that to the okay. good people, I think. So I just got a gift um, that was a like stormtrooper mold. Um, nice, like. Helmet. Stormtrooper helmet. That bitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> stormtrooper helmet for you to like pour and display your liquor in a decanter you got a decanter decanter oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um and it 
was given to me with some bourbon in it. And a couple of days later, I said, what kind of bourbon is it? And the answer I got was, I don't remember. But <laughs> it is good and tasty, and I am grateful for it. Oh, my God. Um, I'm I drinking. Buffalo Trace. You want to try it? Yeah, but you Ooh, put wait. ice cubes in it. Hold on. Mm, it smells like bourbon. <laughs> Great. Um, I don't think it's Buffalo Trace. I think it's something, it's something, it's, it's it's something higher proof. It's something that's going to be a little nicer, too. Because it was a special occasion bourbon, hopefully. Maybe that was the <laughs> Who, point of not putting the label on it. Who's to fucking say, Miranda? <laughs> oh, my God. It tastes a little high proof, though. Yeah. Higher proof than I would normally drink as a sipping, but... That could just be because I'm a little bitch and I haven't had whiskey in a long time. Apparently it was advertised as a sipping. Oh, whiskey. Okay, cool. I was like, great. Oh, Cause cool, I don't right. do shots. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, 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 I don't glad, do like mixed drinks. I'm glad for your sake that it's not Cocktails. Buffalo Trace. I like possibly my most unpopular whiskey opinion is that I despise Buffalo Trace. Oh yeah. No, I this, like it. It's this, kind of my go-to cheap whiskey. This whiskey is good. Cool. I don't know if I've had Buffalo Trace. Either. You it's probably pro- have. It's probably been a while though. Yeah. Listen, congrats on being both a bitch and a motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> I strive for that. What are you drinking, Kate? I am drinking um, a. I'm drinking an IPA, guys. What? <laughs> First of all, I know. Okay, so oop, this is a Due East IPA from Boulder Beer Company, which is the. Oldest Yay. craft brewery in Boulder, at least until they close, because they've kind of been quietly shutting down, oh, no. and everyone is very upset. I like Boulder Brewing reasons. a lot. Oh, I never it's, went. I'm pretty sure it's the oldest craft brewery in the country. That might be yeah, right. That might be true, actually. Um, um, that sucks. I have I Boulder Brewing like merchandise. My favorite shirt is from there. Oh God, I love yeah, that no, place. We haven't like we didn't. We were gonna go to the fucking tap room because they they literally also used to celebrate their 40th anniversary. So this is like super upsetting. Fuck. And we were gonna go to the tap. They like literally just like very quietly just like shuttered the tap room, no. and no one knows what is going on. That's like and... a big building, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah. I wonder if somebody like embezzled something. I don't know. Because it's, it's just very bizarre. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I will read you in the can, though. Take a picture of the can for what it's worth. Might be the last time anyone sees a can like this, Jesus. for Christ's sakes. I know. Uh, so, hints of lemon, peach, and pineapple cut through Ooh. the subdued bitterness of this hazy New England-style IPA. Because I'm trying to teach myself how to like IPAs using Kristen, Yorin, brian's advice by going with hazies it's got it's it's a nice can it's got like a it's got a lighthouse and and a stormy ocean it's very pretty um i'm also drinking an ipa because uh i had like a shit whack of people over before the semester started because i think i accidentally invited like everyone in my entire department who are grad students whoop <laughs> So that's across MFAs, MAs, and PhDs. Yeah, <laughs> Not all of them came. But anyway, I said I would have beer and I would have hard shit. And if they wanted wine or they wanted snacks, bring that. So, of course, everybody just brought me even more beer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> and then and then they left all the IPAs in my fridge and then they like, drank everything else. And I was like, guys, 
Why did they leave the IPAs? That's rude. I don't fucking know. Those IPAs sound lit, too. Those IPAs sound delicious. Fruity and tropical. Do you like it? Did you try it? Yeah, it's good. It's like like fruity and shit, right? And citrusy. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, But yeah, no, they they drank all the fucking giant ass 12 pack of Sierra Mist that some guy brought as a a joke and left me all these IPAs. (laughs) Oh my God. It was a weird time. I mean, yeah, we got really, really really blessed yeah i went to bed yeah people people didn't leave until like four in the morning i was like no from me (laughs) i listen i don't know how this happened because i have never been this person not even when i was a kid so i'm like i don't even understand not that i minded but i was like what is going on anyway nice so now i have this this i'm drinking ipa from a brewery that may or may not exist anymore fuck i love that brewery that's sad i'm sorry that's <laughs> okay bear of bad news all right uh but anyway now that i've told you the story of my life star and war he, i guess so I do guess we so. do that on this podcast <laughs> maybe sometimes kate is the last skywalker kate. the last jedi <laughs> ah. is the rise of the last skywalker the that's rise. the one she uses I the really... force and shit yep God. I wish you could see my face right now, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> for more for for more of our thoughts about um, Rise of Skywalker, please see the previous three bonus episodes. I can't count. What is that like? Twenty one through twenty three. Correct. Spent three whole episodes on that <laughs> shit. Uh, also, if movie. you hear Orca barking in the background, it's because he wants my stressed potato. Bark, <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Yeah, bark. we need like, to get you something. We need to get you a stress. Hand, up. And he thinks it's yeah. his. Well, it really looks like a dog toy in his defense. Have you tried clipping a bunch of binder clips together? (laughs) That's what Miranda is doing right now. He would somehow make that extremely loud if he were to do that. (laughs) I would. I know. It's fair. Um, Boulder. So are we talking about Boulder Beer Company? Now I'm just like deep in on. Yeah. Yeah. Dewey's IPA. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Now I'm following. Now I'm I'm following. Oh yeah, they're closing on January Pub on Wilderness Place on January eighteenth. Jesus H. Yeah. They apparently do everything through your Instagram, FYI. <laughs> Great. If you're looking for what they're doing. Okay, this has been uh Colorado's first craft brewery update. <laughs> um, <laughs> more later. Oh uh, my god. Okay. Kate, can you sherpa us through our overall thoughts? Uh, first with I, the listener question, kind I su- of. I suppose, I suppose that I can. Yeah. So let's start it off as usual with general, general feelings that are not necessarily. Oh fuck! We didn't do when and where are we? <laughs> oh, Chris, when and where are we? Good. Five years or after it's... Return of the Jedi. Okay. Where are we? Lots of everywhere. Places. We are in, in lots the of outer places. Rim. We are in the outer rim. We're on the one planet. That the, they then go back to what's that bitch called? Navarro. Navarro. Is where the Smugglers Guild and the Mandalorian yeah. Covert are based. It's yeah. the Bounty Hunters Guild. What did I say? Smugglers Guild. Yes. My bad. You Damn. basic bitch. Yeah, uh, our basic bitch, Chris. So, yeah, that's on Navarro. It's we go right. to, um, we go to Tatooine. We go to that forest planet that is named, and I don't remember what it's named. Sorgan or something? Sorgan, yeah. yeah right. I see lives. thinking it's Sorghum, which is not. That's that all, I also think great. that. 
<laughs> they didn't even want it yet. An alternative ancient grain. Jeez. <laughs> An alternative ancient grain. I forgot about sorghum. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about sorghum grain. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, but yeah, just throughout the, the galaxy. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are the main ones. I'm trying to think what episodes there were. We didn't get a name for uh, Quill's planet. Was I he not believe. on Tatooine? No. No, it's not Tatooine. Tatooine. It was just another fucking desert planet. There right. are yep. seven to eight in the galaxy. Nice. That's desert better. planets? Yes. Seven so we have Tatooine, Jakku, Wheels <laughs> Planet. We got five more to go. Jetta. Listen. Yep. See? Yeah, yeah, there you go. We, we can do this all day. Is Jetta desert or would you consider Jetta more of like oh, a high plains uh, climate? Uh, it's, it's, it's you. desert. <laughs> on like a mesa but jetta in general is kind of desert like high desert it's got an ocean though um desert. is it high desert if we don't see i don't fucking know the high yes <laughs> I don't know. Someone's it's a unique crystal desert planet. I think it depends on um, ele- the elevation above sea level. So it's that's that's hard to know. This is um, the content that people come here for. I, I think. Okay, Climate so pod. according, shut the fuck up, guys. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> Quill is from Arvala Seven. Oh, Where's sure. Where that Damn bitch? hell, that, that is. Fake. That sounds extremely made up. Whatever. They've got blurgs, and that's all I care about. That's true. Like, Correct. Very that's important to okay. me. And Jawas. Fucking. Yes. Yo, there are anywhere that, anywhere that ships crash, Jawas oh, are. That's, that's why I thought they were on Tatooine, because of Jawas. <laughs> okay. They were different Jawas. Actually, they had red eyes. Egg, yes, exactly. Egg, the Jawas egg, look egg. different. <laughs> Their clothes are different. I Listen, okay. I mean, for those who somehow don't know, uh, Chris and I are in the 501st, the... Uh, Star Wars Captain group for like evil characters and I have a Jawa and I am also in a Facebook group for other Jawa people (laughs) and everyone is going fucking bananas breaking down this costume yes yes people are making their own eggs I need to make an egg but also like breaking down this costume like oh if we just get like a few different accessories like can we also be I guess they're Arvala Jawas mm. as opposed to tattooing Jawas and I was like no it's completely different fabric and like this has seams in it and all and the seams are here and like the hood is completely different and it wraps around and all this other shit and I'm just Five like first cosplayers are so intense yeah you can't you can't just fake an Alola form Jawa Kate you need to work <laughs> that shit fuck me all right just, you have to make Jesus. more you have to make more Jawa soup and a whole it's a whole thing <laughs> Oh God! There's just a lot right. of poor these poor people who've like gotten into this podcast like lately instead of in the very beginning have no idea what the fuck we're even talking about. I'm doing callbacks from like episode five. We just referred to starting as Jedi <laughs> Soup a couple episodes ago. We did, but I don't. Oh, we did explain it we then. Okay, it the okay, okay. I feel better. I feel better. Sorry. If you're confused, just listen to our entire back catalog. Please don't do that. It will make, yeah, please. It will become clear. There was a time when we didn't have microphones, so please don't listen to our entire yeah, back catalog. first like four or so episodes were rough. Fuck. Especially listen. the first episode that we recorded like Seven three times. times. <sighs> okay. Any fucking ways. Cool. Is that where and when we are? Yes. yes. Cool. We are in do Jedi we, Soup. Do um, we have 
um sorry another yes. another when we are question what else is like a, right around this so something that i'm gonna mention when we talk about like what's happening in the universe right are now you gonna mention it into the microphone yep okay. uh we are i think the closest <laughs> events that we know of at this point are um last shot by dj older which happened roughly two years before this oh i saw this on the outline i just, uh, was just confused about it sorry <laughs> which means that ben solo is four years old cute um <laughs> trying to think if there's any other things new republic is you know obviously a thing because it's mentioned uh we don't know about the first order other than that they've been you know building for at least four years because it's four years since jakku cool cool this yeah, is that's pretty much it we don't really have much post return of the jedi content in the canon cool that is yes great um kate would you like to talk through that first point <laughs> after we after we read kaya's dad's question <laughs> absolutely not um <laughs> kaya's dad <laughs> um real name andrew What's up, man? He's... Thank you for the... When he um, gave us coffee, he signed it for the Drew. Coffee. So I think we should call him Drew. Drew, sure. Thanks, Drew, for the coffee. T- tell us on Slack what you prefer. Because I okay. hate getting people's names wrong. Uh, listen, at the start of the semester, I have to learn all these children's names. And I'm just like, fuck. All right. <laughs> just give them numbers. It's fine. <laughs> I'm don't, Chris said I should just call them... Oh, Chad, which I think is true. That's pretty good. I think you should get a whistle. <laughs> Take, oh, teach God. them like all the same little marches. And make what a, what a great each. idea. Oh my God. Turn it into the sound of music. <laughs> Who says no? All right. So Kai's dad, for God's sake, asked us, who do you think was the most successful director in telling a story? And who would you like to see direct future episodes? Uh, so my favorite episode this season in terms of direction was probably Bryce Dallas Howard who did the episode where um Mando and Cara Dune are trying to teach the villagers how to not die chapter four colon sanctuary thank you thank yep you. look at me I have the wikipedia page open <laughs> I'm so proud of you <laughs> also um, Disney plus just has like does not have the title names when you click on the episodes it's just like chapter seven I'm like what is the point of title names then <laughs> I ignoring chris um i think i think i think for me like the reason why i like that episode the most is partially due to the fact that it had the most probably the one of the higher numbers of female characters in there which we'll get to because oh my god um and also i don't know it just felt it felt world it felt well directed like i feel it was it was a lot of like action action scenes and things like that going on and there was a lot going on at night and I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to be able to see anything or tell what was going on but no I thought I thought she acquitted herself very well and got everything she wanted to really out of those characters I think that's the episode where we introduced to Cara Dune right so yes. perfect <laughs> oh my god absolutely nailed it perfect introduction it was great yes um, what about y'all I like. Deborah Chow's. She did two of them. Chapter three. Oh, Chris, I think they added the names because they when I clicked on them to the Oh, are they, they there them. now? I think so. Oh. Um I can check real quick, but it is learning and evolving. Oh my god. <laughs> uh chapter three, the sin, which is 
where the Mando decide where Mando decides to bring the baby to um the client and then asks, Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> and then asks about it, which is not normal. Um and then also the reckoning, which is the one where they decide to use the kiddo as bait and that the one will where Quill dies, which made me cry. Rip in peace. Yes. That was sad. <sighs> that was sad. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I also I... want to say... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, forgot to point out, because I'm half asleep. Um, Tyka's episode, very close second for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, my... it helps that it was... It helps that it was the finale and, like, everything had to, like, come yeah. together. But, like, it, it was very Taika, and I liked that his signature was on it. And, um, Chris, who was it who uh, directed the one with, like, the kind of the horror feel where... Uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was that so one was... fucking, like, the cinematography was so interesting and good. Yeah. It was, like, very horror movie-ish, and I loved mm-hmm. that he brought that style to it. Sorry. Somebody else say something. Else. No, yeah, I know That's great. We just, like, named all of them except for the ones that uh, Dave Filoni... Mm. Uh, but for me i i want to say my favorite was deb chow i i mean it's tough because like it's you know part of it coincides with the writing like my favorite episode of the season was the finale which was directed by taika waititi um but that also had the most plot and i enjoyed the plot of that the most and like i also thought bryce dallas howard's was incredible um and not this this isn't to denigrate it but like she just made star wars seven samurai which is which is great like that's not a bad thing um but to me what deborah chow did was most interesting in the way she was able to get the shots of like the mandalorians fighting at the end of episode three and um you know some of the i feel like she was very good at kind of coaching them through the dialogue, which was not good. <laughs> I know the writing was um, a problem. I'm, we will get to that. I'm interested to see what Rick Famuyiwa does with other things. He's been rumored in the past to be attached to the Cassian show. Oh, please. Um, at least to do some episodes. Please, God. Um, And I feel like that would be very interesting and much more up his alley. I felt like I could see how good a director he was, but the writing was just not there for his episodes. That's kind of how I felt about his episodes personally, particularly the one in the prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll be very interested. And Taika Waititi is just a fucking genius, as we all know. Yeah, for the for the jailbreak one, I, I think... I, I think I can tell he's a good director because everything visually was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so much. And the fucking writing. What the fuck happened? Yeah, what? no, I completely agree. I think... <laughs> the I Prisoner just... was funny because it felt like an episode of The Clone Wars. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> That's true. What? Well, <laughs> which... <laughs> which, like, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, I was just like, this is really funny. Like, it <laughs> is just a... This... Am, are we watching The Clone Wars? Like... <laughs> We're watching the Clone Wars with different people swapped out. Okay, cool. I mean, there are notably many of the many episodes of that where they're trying to steal a prisoner. So that's part of that. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chris. No, no, no. You're totally right. Yeah, I... That one in particular, 
I did not like that episode personally because I just really didn't like the writing and I didn't like any of the characters. Like, I, I just... They were just all nails on a chalkboard to me. They were not likable. <laughs> they were not, but that's also the writing. Like, I feel like yeah. there's only so much you can do if that's how they're written. So yeah. I don't blame that on Femi Yuen. I'm excited to see what else he does. But this... Mando Mandalorian made me more excited for the Kenobi show because that obviously Deborah Chow is directing the entire six episode series. And uh, I really think that she does a great job of like understated style and letting the scenes speak for themselves. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what she can do with something like Kenobi because obviously that it's him in a desert and he's not going to be fighting any big Jedi battles in the desert. Like, so it's going to have to be a more introspective show. Uh, so that makes me excited. Yeah. Miranda, what did you love? Oh, I agreed with you. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> well, well, I don't know a lot about directing, but I did really like, um, the last episode that Taika directed, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was good. And I think part of it goes into what Chris said is that uh, the finale really had a lot more plot than the others, um, than the other episodes. Mm -hmm. And like maybe that kind of uh, influences my opinion on it. But I still think that it was cool. (laughs) I don't know. No, for sure. You know what episode was boring? The Gunslinger. (laughs) Chapter five. Oh my god. We will get to that. Fuck my life. I just want to I no no I yes, but I just Okay. it's it's almost like we're saying that um when you let people of color and women do things in Star Wars, it is good. What? (laughs) No one on this podcast has ever said that before. No, never. I it's questionable. mm. Yeah, I mean, like, what? What How could you come up with that so easily? I, you know, I just it sounds so grounded. You know, I looked at the the episodes and the directors we listed off, and one of these things is not like the other. Felony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Christ on Christmas, man. Oh God, I listen. I know a lot of fanboys out there really love Felony. Really love everything Felony does. Loved. His episodes, which were, I want to say the first and the fifth one, right? Correct. Yep. Um, they did nothing for me. They did negative things for me, as they a matter of fact. They were not good. I mean, I know people were like w- curious to see what he was doing with live action, because I don't really know at this point if it was the fandom that was like, oh, we want to see Filoni do live action, or Filoni like, went to Kathleen Kennedy or whomstever and was like, I would like to do live action, but... He can't do it, man. Like I don't I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the fuck happened, especially in the goddamn editing room. Because the first episode, I was like, why am I watching an action sequence happen in slow motion? I am literally bored watching the bar fight. Correct. It was wild times. And then he I don't know. He and Favreau went out for a beer and he was like, hey, can you put Ezra in the fifth episode and then put it on Tatooine and then I can have Ezra on Tatooine to be funny. Like, let's do that again. Because, like, the baby bounty hunter who gets dead, like, it's Ezra. Like, you made Ezra. Yeah. Why did you do that? 
God. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, my understanding is that, that Filoni does want to do live action like in his life, and so this was like a little baby's first steps situation. He so fell down, baby, on his, fell on his face. So yes, nice that yeah. white men just get to do that. Yep. Yeah. No. It's seriously, must be fucking nice. But and, and like to be fair, he could get better, and like. No. <laughs> I have more negative feelings than positive ones about Filoni at this point, but it's also undeniable that he, like, is responsible for some of the greatest Star Wars storytelling ever. Um, sure. But, yeah, this was just... If they were going to give these to him, they needed to put more training wheels on it and, like, maybe pair him with a more experienced director because they were rough. Like And like you said, the pilot in particular was brutal yeah like it was just not a high quality tv show <laughs> like i finished watching it i was like is this it can we like why did this man i mean i know why but because lots of things but because like why did this man get two episodes of the show to direct and rick rick family you only got like that one right you yeah. got two the All only right, other kidding. person i That's... think who got two is deb chow Deborah Chow and Rick Famuyiwa both got two. The, what was the other one he did? Uh, episode two, the w- wandering through the desert and with the mudhorn was Rick Famuyiwa. Oh, uh, that was lit. Um, I love that one. But I love Jawas. Yeah. Anyway, um, also like, why did Dave Filoni do the first episode? That um, is yep. the question. Yep. Like I, so I was really excited for the Mandalorian to come out, and then the first episode came out, and I was like. It was very whelming. That was a show. That was yeah, it was. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. hope that it goes better in the future. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, it was extremely fine. It did. <laughs> it was extremely fine. Yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> I will continue watching because it's not. I mean, it is Star Wars. I'm going to watch it. But. Great. But yeah, no, like uh, my reaction to the first episode when it ended was, well, pilots are usually worse than the series. <laughs> And, you know, Filoni has had a track record of the pilots for various other stuff he's done being yikes on a bike. So. Also very, yeah, yeah very yeah. rough. <laughs> like, go back and watch the first episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels. They're... They're not great. Rough. They're not great. Um, Which is fine. Like, you're learning your characters. You're learning what your stuff is. I... It's funny because to me, the first episode... If it had been animated, it would have been so much better. Yeah. With like, because like you can tell he doesn't know how to direct choreographed Humans. fight scenes. Yeah. Yes. And he also like doesn't know where to cut things. And like, because yep. in animation, you can do much more nuanced stuff with like facial expressions. And you, you basically have like, you total control. See people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> Big if true. What a concept. And then, and like, if voices are weird, it doesn't matter. It's, it's like, less incongruous. The fucking, like, bizarre uh, Horatio Sands character, blue alien character, was just so weird and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. Yes. But I will say, in his defense, not that he needs defending, because clearly he gets to do whatever he wants over there. It was his first time. Boys. Uh, and... He could very well get better. I don't think he's going to be a horrible director forever. I just 
kind he, of hope he will other have people that, get opportunities. He will have that chance to be horrible forever. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, we live in a world where John Kasdan exists. So <laughs> it's so true. Fuck me. Uh, speaking of white dudes who just keep getting chances to do things, even even though you know mediocrity out the waz. How about Favreau's writing and he was the only writer on every single fucking episode? He is not a good writer. He has never been a good writer. I do not understand everyone's love affair with Favreau. I truly do not. He has never shown himself to be more than a slightly above average writer who can do humor in dialogue occasionally with the right actors and usually one of those actors is robert downey jr who is like well known for being one of the greatest ad-libbers of his generation yes um sorry kate slight correction episode six was the story was by christopher yost and the teleplay was by christopher yost yost and rick famiyawa did i say that right Fam- i believe it's famiyawa but so yes sorry yeah. famiyawa Yes. That was the the prisoner episode. The prisoner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh well just that's the only one though. Sorry. I interesting. Just, I looked. That it was it's no, it's interesting that it was that one though. Huh. Yeah, he's the okay, Christopher Yost, who I don't know who that is. He's the head writer of Marvel Marvel Comics animated series, The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Sure. And the <laughs> co writer of a comic book series. Okay. Sure. That's cool. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, like, sorry. I, I just so wanted to. About... No, facts are facts. Yep. I have so many feelings about John Favreau, and all of them are negative. Like, like I'm sure he's a perfectly kind person. Like, you don't but know that. I don't. <laughs> you know what? You're right. There's, he's probably not. He's a white man. Oh. But he, I just don't understand why people think he's such a good writer. And like during the lead up, like my running joke was that we're going to be at like the middle of season two and all we're going to know about this show is that it feels like star Wars and it's based on the toys that John Favreau had growing up. And that's almost what happened. We're, we're not that far off. Like I don't. And like, I will also say I actually enjoyed this show a lot more than I expected to the, of all the things coming out in December, 2019, I did not expect the Mandalorian to be my favorite. And it was, um yeah it'd be like mm-hmm. that sometimes but i i just like i don't understand what the point what his point of this show is like there were just so many episodes where just like nothing happened and not in like a fun character development way but just in a nothing happened way <laughs> half of the episodes seemed like they were uh empire's end Except, like, only mm. the middle section where they're all walking through the desert on Jakku. God, yes. Like, Jakku all day mm-hmm. for 35 to 45 minutes once a week. <laughs> like, it's... Like, it's I know Star Wars has a history of terrible dialogue that, like, people can't say in a realistic way. But that doesn't mean we need to try for it, John Favreau. <laughs> God damn! Really I, dedicating okay. himself to the brand, and you know, I uh, Star Wars, you know, TV shows. You know, granted, we've only had animation, but they also have had a history of just being extremely episodic in nature, at least in the yeah. first season and everything. But at least it always felt like you were learning 
or you know most of the time i should say always because god um the clone wars <laughs> jesus um it Let the usually clone wars felt live. <laughs> it's complicated i know <laughs> The Clone but, uh, Wars are bad, TM, oh but let, let me live. <laughs> They're my favorite. I As I look I, at a pop Funko of Cad Bane, he's at the front next to Thrawn <laughs> of, my, of my small army. Of Blue Boys, <laughs> yes. Lead the way. They sure do. All of them are together. <laughs> um, well, obviously. Uh, yeah. You stick together. You're it, blue. <laughs> it, it usually felt like, at least for most of the episodes that you would be learning something about the world about the characters i think actually the first season of rebels did a fairly good job of establishing um in an episodic nature who these characters were like a very general background about them what the relationships were and things like that and here it's just i you know we got drips and drabs of mando and cara dunes like you know relationship and you know and obviously uh mando's parental relationship with the baby babby the child babby and maybe a little bit of i guess of carl weathers being boss man for mando but that's like it yeah like what the fuck i yeah i liked what did i write here i wrote Oh, sorry. I'm stepping, stepping on Miranda's on cord. cord. Um, uh, I wrote something. I can't read. Um, about the I wrote something about the characterization somewhere, but I don't know where it is. It's fine. Maybe it's <laughs> in the real part of. The it might be in the real part, but it's fine. Real part. I liked the characterization of um, of the. Oh my god, my brain is not working. So, uh, duck, duck, goose. Someone else go besides me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can't think right now. <laughs> duck, duck, goose. Chris is the goose. Uh, great. I don't uh, even know what to Ugnot, do with that. Sorry, the Ugnot. Oh, Quill? Yeah. Yes, Quill. Sorry. Fuck, I used his name earlier, too. Um, yeah, I thought his characterization was really good. I cared about him a lot. I, yes. I, I agree with that. I was, you know, speaking of the show though having a problem having you know incorporating women though the puppeteer for quill was a woman and yet he was voiced by nick nolte and i don't it was very confusing yeah was... this season had a lot like the season was basically entirely john favreau chose who he wanted to work with mm-hmm. and this is like and it's a very hollywood thing it's not unique to john favreau it's not unique to lucasfilm like you you know people like there was an interview that uh gina carano gave uh where she said that like john wrote the character for her as well wrote cara dune for her and that's great and and like i i think that she was a revelation in one of the best parts of this show absolutely both in uh, how amazing her character was but also in just how well she sold it yes um Especially because, like, the only big thing she had been in before this was Deadpool and Deadpool Two, I want to say. And I think, or was it the first one? one? The internet was, she was, was the, the Russian. One. All right, my bad. Anyway, her character basically did not talk. Yeah. So I had no idea what to expect from her. Yeah. So I mean, she just like clearly 
just has an incredibly strong natural charisma to her and it's really impressive oh yeah and like um, and that bounces off of pedro pascal extremely well as well. absolutely yeah having said that when you write shows for characters that you want like for rather for actors that you want this is what happens you end up with shows where every single character that doesn't need to be a woman is a man and quote unquote need right (laughs) yeah yeah sorry heavy air quotes on that um like because that's who these directors know because that's who these directors are friends with or writers excuse me because he wrote it didn't direct it um and so you know one in a row for getting gina that was incredible uh Pedro Pascal, I'm very excited for him to get to do more. Um, And I hope that we see him used a little more aggressively in the next season. But it's frustrating because you very much have a situation where Favreau's like, and other people do this too. Ryan Johnson does it. J.J. Abrams does it. Like, you get a lot of side characters who are played by people who are just personal friends of those writers. Um, oh, or you get Fast and Furious 6 also. <laughs> oh, that's BTW, that's right. which me. I have seen. <laughs> but I Ew. did not realize she was in that since several Fast and Furious movies have come out between 6 and now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, But that's what happens when you... Like... All these internet nerds talk about why can't we just get the best person for the job? I'm like, okay, hold auditions. Yeah. <laughs> and what the concept. The thing too, it, it's not even like who these writers know. It's like who they bother to think of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, Which is how you... Yeah, continue. continue. Yeah, John Favreau isn't out there in the world not knowing a single fucking woman. <laughs> he just doesn't like think that they might be capable of like... Mm-hmm acting being in a star war <laughs> and not and like not knowing is a choice because that means you don't care to know yes yeah. Yeah. now i really just want somebody to photoshop john favreau's head into that billy eichner gift for one dollar name a woman and like this is us yeah sorry there there's just no reason that like every single character in this like can't be a woman not to say that they all should be, although that would be super lit, but like <laughs> we didn't see an actual woman speak who had Ooh. her face showing until the fourth episode. It was yep. very rude. And out of an eight episode season, that's fucking disgraceful. That's, out of a season of any length, that's fucking disgraceful. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know that the armorer was conceived of in Favreau's brain as a woman because that would be like edgy and unexpected like you know that that's what's behind the armorer and Cara Dune the other thing is when you don't care to know women who can be in a Star Wars is that you cast folks like Ming-Na Wen to get dead within oh five God. minutes of her showing so up. Mad. I was just going to oh bring that God. up. Obviously, yeah, all so of us are very angry about this. Like For some mad. character development of some no one that we're never going to fucking see again, probably. But also, I feel like they didn't super hype it. 
But like Ming Na Wen being in this was kind of a thing. It was a big fucking oh, yeah. deal. Oh, we yeah. were excited. After, after the episode, I'm like, when is Ming Na Wen gonna be here? When is <laughs> Ming Na Wen gonna be here? I wanna see her fuck some people up. I would like to see Ming Na Wen. <laughs> like they yes. they put her on the publicity tour. Like she it's was bad. not billed as a guest star. Yeah. Isn't right. it like that thing where they in the UK uh advertised uh a new hope? Like Peter Cushing. Peter yeah. Cushing, yeah. And yeah. then everyone saw the movie and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like that, <laughs> but for a woman of color. And we're all yeah. mad. Yeah. And we are to assume she was fridged. Yeah. Right. I... I See, listen, I was like, I went on Twitter to complain about this because where do you go to complain about things? And I saw these people being like, she's not dead, guys. Duh. Big, like 50 eye roll emojis. And I'm like, okay, white women, because it was only white women <laughs> who were saying this, of course funny how that works i know like it doesn't like i at the end of the day it doesn't really matter if she was no fridged or not if she no. got dead within five minutes no no it doesn't yeah. I, just, I didn't think it'll she be was... great if she comes back but that doesn't undo the yeah. shitty writing of her to begin with i didn't yeah. think she was dead but i was super pissed that like oh i guess that was it it's like here you go yeah. have a cookie <sighs> as a treat they We're took done the cookie now. away. We didn't even have a bite. It was like half a bite. <laughs> I got like, one I whiff of the cookie was and then this, they took the cookie away. Was this good Honestly. enough? We will now take our representation back. Please go about your day. She may or may not be dead. Good luck with that. I want fucking yeah. reparations from, from, from Lucasfilm for this fucking shit. Like, honestly. Fair. I just... That uh, is fair. Yeah, but like... And that, and that is exactly what we're saying. Where Favreau is and Filoni are choosing not to care about what happens off screen with this and choosing not to pay attention to the message that they're sending. And we talked at length about Rise of Skywalker, but I think you could easily argue this is a choice that J.J. Abrams made as well with Rose. But they are choosing to say, we are going to show in this series what we think matters, and we don't think that this character this female character of color matters never heard that one before Mm-mm. you had Mingna one and you let fucking ezra light talk Ugh. 60 bajillion times more right? like are you is this he a wasn't joke? even a good fighter he was a dumb idiot oh, God. and like, yeah, and like if again, they wanted him to really be ezra light they should have made him younger because i was like how are you still alive you look like you're in your early 20s and you seem very inept it's really funny because apparently, like, he really hated Rise of Skywalker and, like, mouthed off on Twitter about, like, how terrible it was. <laughs> and it's like, well, have fun being known as Bobby Cannavale's brother again. <laughs> <laughs> that <sighs> has acquired one parentheses numeral one yike from me. Yes. <laughs> one yike. But yeah, it was just... It, oh, that so... episode was... Yikes. Like, it, and, like leading up to Fennec getting shot me and Kate were kind of like because we had we had seen a bunch of reactions about how oh this is the worst episode yet mm-hmm. and like leading up to it we were like this episode seems fine it's just boring it's, there's yeah, nothing really happening it's fine I was really into um the Tuscan Raider played by yes. the, the deaf actor who yeah. was using sign language that was really fucking cool that was dope that was my favorite was, part of that episode me too it was amazing like that would have been a highlight for me even if the episode had been good like overall but it won't because what the fuck yep 
Yeah. Yep. And but then, you know, the Fennec Shand stuff happened, and she wasn't she wasn't even given anything to work with. Like her character didn't have a point. Like how do you get me now when? Yeah. And that fight was like six seconds. We didn't even get to see her do much hand to hand combat. We just got to see her kick that little kid's ass. Which like granted amazing, but how do you advertise her as a cast member? Again, if it had been like, Ming-Na Wen guest-starring. Like, I think that would have been a completely different situation. that's Still what a guest-star is. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, or we can be, known I should say. not to expect mm-hmm. her past one episode. Yeah. But the way they built her up, the way fucking Bob Iger announced that she was a cast member, and they put her on the press tour, and they did, like, a feature in EW about who is Fennec Shand. Oh, my God. And, like, you can't... Rude. Do all that if you're just gonna kill her after five minutes of screen time. We Very got rude. again, unless you're JJ Abrams. More information Le- about Le- Fennec Shand and that feature than we did in this episode. Correct. Accurate. Yep. Hundred percent accurate. Yep. Okay, we need to move along. All right. <laughs> because somehow this episode's move. still gonna be heavy, even though I made us cut it into two. Um, <laughs> well, here we are. Let's... Here we are being the book wars pod. It's true. All right, let's talk about things we enjoyed. The baby. Such as what? The baby. Baby. The Who wrote? I would like to see the baby. Was that you, Miranda? I thought that, that was, was you. No, it was <laughs> that was me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, like to see the baby. Who wrote the no. next one? Because I thought that was going to be me. Me? Yeah. I also thought that was going to be you. God. This, um, the, the sub point of that is Miranda. Uh, no, the sub sub point is me. I don't know who put the first one. Oh, that was Kate. That was me. This is just a lot oh of gay screaming. God. Sorry. We're, yeah, we're okay. cloaking it. We're, we're literally talking. Anyway, it's fine. Sorry. All right. The baby. All right, the all right. baby. So the baby. The baby. Um, I put this on here because as as you know, you probably know if you're a longtime listener of the pod, I don't like children. No. I really don't like children. Like, unless they, unless they belong to my friends, in which case, like, I will, that's fine. I That's don't. Fine. I was about to say, like, I, I don't like it. children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I will pet it, and, and maybe I will thing. hold it, and then I will give it back. <laughs> I fucking love Baby Yoda so very much. Same. It's the cutest fucking thing I have ever seen, and for one, for like a precious like maybe twenty four to forty eight hours after the second episode came out, and and Baby Yoda was the cutest fucking thing ever. The fandom was not ripping itself apart and that in itself is a miracle it was a beautiful <laughs> time it was yeah. a beautiful i mean time. and i i said this i think on our rise of skywalker wrap up but the extent not enough to which baby, yoda baby yoda in rise of skywalker sorry true right but like the extent to which baby yoda has become like the focus of a national conversation and i mean that completely seriously <laughs> is kind of unseen since the original trilogy agree baby yoda is the gritty of star wars yes it's just so pure. Like I love it, like, God, I love so, it fucking so much. Cute. Oh, just, I will also say, I I have and will continue to give Favreau a lot of shit about his writing. I thought Baby Yoda was handled extremely well. Correct. In he didn't become a win button. Like the reveal was shocking because that like, obviously nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, the him using the force on the mudhorn also shocking like and then just like a lot of cuteness like the do the magic hand thing baby like (laughs) 
how much the cast just like genuinely loved interacting with this fucking puppet yes like it was it was very well done mm -hmm. and, it was just... and in its understatement mm -hmm. and just so joyful all of it yes. it's yeah. so good like we are living in the literal worst timeline and i needed baby yoda <laughs> and i had no idea yeah it's so true and i think part of it too is like kind of like chris said he's he wasn't the win button like there's no deus ex machina thing going on here it's just like here's this baby and for most of what we see like it is here's this 50 year old wrinkly baby <laughs> trying to unscrew things in the cockpit and put them in yeah. his mouth <laughs> and like play with kids and put other things in his mouth and he's just lizards. like touching yeah. things that he shouldn't be touching he's very deus ex baby yoda yes <laughs> Chris, is oh this your God. exception to the puppet thing? Yes. <laughs> One thousand percent. This is the exception to my stop using. Honestly, Yoda in general is my exception to the puppet rule because puppet Yoda is better than CGI Yoda. That's true. Yes. Agree. That's that's completely true. Um, but also I, I saw I saw a tweet that we agree with. <laughs> I know. But I saw this tweet somewhere that was like, I did not expect this tv show to be about a single dad trying to parent his child in a very dangerous galaxy but i'm super into it and i was just like yes somehow yes i hate children I, somehow yes you know how much i love my just very tired latinx dads in star wars yes, so it's so true um okay let's move on to gay yelling okay yeah chris, chris um, can, I, can i start with a quick Sure. introduction so of course the, when the episode where cara dune got introduced i was staying in colorado oh yes <laughs> i was in border so i got to watch this with kate and chris and it was amazing <laughs> i think i was just screaming the whole time no, because we kept no. We like I'm pretty sure we literally kept looking at each other and being like, "She's gay. She's gay. We know it." <laughs> yes, please. Thank just, you. Was... Oh God. <sighs> um. Anyway, I wrote Cara Dune can choke me, <laughs> and yeah. Kate's sub point to that. Speaking of gay yelling, is that the armor can step on me? It's a fact. And Miranda's sub sub point to that. <laughs> this is how our outlines look. <laughs> is. I want them both to step on my throat, good God. <laughs> yep. Um, but yes, if you guys didn't know, Cara Dune uh, is a former uh, mixed martial arts fighter. Um, I think... Cara Dune, the character, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I thought she was a rebel shock trooper. Galactic mixed martial arts. Galactic... Oh okay, anyway. The I mean, there is that fight scene, her so... ...was a good mixed martial arts person back in the day and like was very gra groundbreaking because she how old is she now like 40 something what yeah she's like 40 something now oh okay yeah um mm -hmm. anyway <laughs> but uh, brain and i'm just like ah <laughs> if you're wondering like why i'm looking because i love no that's the character uh gina carano is third 37 okay she's not 40 okay. sorry gina sorry gina she could be 40 it's fine um Doesn't oh matter. she has 169 yeah. centimeter reach nice um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh 
Oh my god, make this more thirsty. <laughs> uh, no, but I think she was like primarily trained in uh, Muay Thai, and oh, fuck yeah, uh, of course, which is like pretty typical for MMA fighters. But like she was doing things like she, this was in 2006. She was a female MMA fighter in 2006. So like, fuck, that is not that was not a thing when yeah. she was doing that. So cool. So anyway, just wanted to plug that being a fucking cool thing and that's why her hand-to-hand scenes are so insane and it's so fucking cool yeah i'm i'm, I'm taking muay thai this semester for trisha leaf and now i just want to like tape a picture yes. of Cara Dune inside my like gym locker and like just like do it for her you should do it <laughs> do it for her do it for her <laughs> um, i also enjoy that gina carano does her own stunts during the fight scenes yeah pedro is not allowed to fight her pedro has a wait stand-in. really yeah I, would, I had that's no idea. Not surprising. She would kill him. Oh yeah. She, well, like she doesn't. I don't think she like really knows how to pull punches and stuff. Right. Oh my Like she God. wouldn't. Right. Like that. That's yeah. actually like right. a hard thing to learn. Yeah. So oh, that's the best. <laughs> oh my God. I just love her. So- I'm gonna stop before I this becomes. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Even more situation. I okay. Wait. 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 Okay. So Kaya's dad was, also would like to know. Okay, Drew. Yes. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> what? oh nothing Miranda was just gonna read it but you read it Kate go ahead (laughs) um so he asked would would Cara Dune step on you and who would be first and I'm just like am I good enough for Cara Dune to step on me I was gonna say she would just punch me out yes I would also take a punch yeah oh fuck yeah like right in the neck absolutely I just yeah yeah what did you say (laughs) right in the neck okay yeah that's what i that's what i thought yeah we were all agreeing that that we are not good enough to lick the scum off of her boots so absolutely not yes like Um, would she would she step on me no because i am an embarrassment to humanity and she would spit on me but do i want her to step on me yes that's a different question um crush my windpipe in any way you feel um (laughs) last point i think unless anybody has anything else in our uh overall thoughts um the most eisley cantina being run by a droid fucking sent me i know so funny (laughs) i like lost it oh my god (sighs) okay so i think those are our thoughts um should we do some of our other listener questions we have uh if you send in a listener question and you don't hear it here it's because it's folded into um the next episode of our kind of more analysis what you know what this adds to the universe what do we want to see um so hold tight for that and if you have more questions in that vein fucking hit us up i like one person responded on twitter you guys are feast or famine you're killing me <laughs> anyway um so tell the fam blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry, at Tom the Fanboy. I just said your handle very wrong somehow, even Tam though your name is Tom. Boy. Tam the f- what? Fawn the, the Tam Boy. boy. <sighs> he asked. <laughs> we had Clatoonians and Nyctos and a couple Twi'leks. They've teased Gamorreans for season two. What alien from Jabba's Palace do you want to see next on the Mandalorian? This, Gorgs. This, Done. Gorgs. Sure. I want Gorgs. Is that the singer it, from Clone Wars? Because that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> which ones which, size noodles what are gorgs mom the uh you've watched a little bit of resistance right they're the little yeah. frog motherfuckers oh, that Jabba eats yeah cute. oh yeah. cool um the pigs <laughs> please pigs i love that's the what pigs. they what that's are, the gamorians for season two. Oh, <gasps> sorry yes those so <laughs> yeah your life is made now great 
I know. I love them. I love pigs. I want us to go back to Tatooine and encounter Rada the Hut. And you want to you wanna do it into the microphone? I'm literally talking into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Is Rada the Hut the <laughs> one from Knights of the Old Republic, or am I just stinky? No, Rada the Hut. Stinky. Rada the Hut is stinky from <gasps> stinky. the Clone Wars movie. Stinky. Yeah, stinky. Okay, yes. cool. Um, and then we got some questions on the Sla- the Book Wars Pod Slack channel within the Tashi Station Radio Patreon Slack. Um, Josh Spark is asking about Baby Yoda hot takes. I don't know that we have any hot takes other than he's very cute. This is before. I, my only hot take is that I kind of expected to hate him when the reveal first happened and I kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. Um, I hated uh, that they gave him human giggling, like... <laughs> like in the vid- like human crying i guess like his giggles were yeah. fine but like i hated that he sounded like a human baby in the beginning and i was like what's that's not the noise that would make that's a little uncanny yeah, yeah. definitely baby yoda is the gritty of star wars i know he said oh that God. i yes. know i'm just okay. reinforcing it that's my hot take yeah my only good. my my only hot take is that i prefer yiddle which is a portmanteau of Yoda yes. and Gettle because it's fucking funny. Yes. For Yiddle or Yodito. Yeah. Yodito is excellent. I believe. Oh um, I don't know if she was the one to originate it, but I first saw it from uh, Kate Sanchez of the But Why Though podcast network. Um, Yodito is uh, light side Snoke. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, uh, Josh would Snoke. also. Fuck me. All right. Josh would also like to know. Why is Kara the best character in the series? Because she's gay. And she's <laughs> fucking dumb. And she's name a woman. really, really good at fighting. And she, like, is fiercely loyal. And she's hot. I, and I she can't answer that. In, okay. Like, <laughs> okay. I just need to, like, go lay down and think about it yeah. for a while by yourself. <laughs> you have uh-huh. quiet time? Jesus. Odie McOatface says how alive is fennec shan we we covered this i think if she's not we riot that's all i gotta say also i love the slack because this received i think like five air horn emoji reactions (laughs) so thank god for that um yes we all hope so i want to think she is because there was that like little post-credit scene with Mm mm-hmm uh, not Boba Fett because Boba Fett's dead and if they bring Boba Fett back I'm going to be really mad it's gonna because be, it's canon that he is dead it's going to be really so confusing dead. for some of us if they bring him back I mean, that's, that's a different discussion be- uh, I'll be furious um, but I also don't think that Favreau and Filoni are good enough writers to know that she was important enough to be kept alive mm-hmm. and kind of to that point like based on how she's been handled so far in the series like i don't know if i want her to be alive like what's the point of you know keeping her alive just to do the same fucking shit just sigh sighing all right basically i want favreau to get a writer's room yes yeah i want to i mean for all you know he may have one but they're not credited so fuck all and like if you're going to bring her back, which you should, because I think she would be really great. Uh, women. People of color. 
women of color in the writer's room so you don't fuck this up as bad as you did this time. Seriously. Yes. Jeez. Oh, All right. And then one final question, uh, because there's a discussion happening in the outline, so I'll make an executive decision. Uh, Ryan L., again, from the Tashi Station uh, Patreon Slack, asks, what is the way? This is the this. way. This. 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 Fucking duh. <laughs> okay, but like, for real, I am in... Um, so I'm in several uh, costuming build groups on Facebook uh, because there are not yet CRLs for obvious reasons for Second Sister from the Jedi Fallen Order video game, which we will talk about in a bonus episode at a future date. Can you explain what CRLs are? Yeah, I was that's I was about to stop, Kate. CRL is basically instructions for what the costume has to include. Thank yes, you. for the costuming group. So they're basically the guidelines like your... You know, you have to use this kind of fabric and it has to be cut this way, la 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 la. Like, they're the outline for what is acceptable for membership in a costuming group for it to be approved. Cool. So there, is, there are no CRLs, approved CRLs for Second Sister because she's so new and for obvious reasons, the same reason for the armor or Cara mm. Dune. But um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the absolute abuse, use and abuse of this is the way <laughs> in responses oh to various people's like... You know, people will post progress pictures of like, I made this today, or, you know, I'm cutting these things out. Here's some pictures of my templates for like, you know, making the armor, whatever. Yeah, this armor part or whatever the fuck. And all you see is 37 people being like, this is the way. (laughs) Yeah, same thing in my Star Wars Legion uh, gaming chats. I swear to God, every third comment is, this is the way. And it's so nice annoying and even though i'm literally in the middle of making a mando i'm in the middle of making an ursa ren which is like slowest build known to man Uh, yeah (laughs) i i haven't really been on the mercs forums lately but i'm sure that the abuse of this is the way on the mercs boards on the mercs forum is outrageous (laughs) so like it it is rivaling use of like hello there i know (laughs) i mean like that's kind of what it is though it's fine it, it's it's hilarious but anyway that's that's my two cents Love it. <laughs> uh, all right all right well we're gonna wrap it there um we are going to be back with another bonus episode on the mandalorian talking about in-universe implications and where we want season two to go from here um we're gonna aspire to get that out this week um we'll see how that goes but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, as I said, next episode, we're going to be continuing with Mandalorian. And next week, we're going to be reading Myths and Fables by George Mann, uh, the entire book. It's a middle grade book, so it is a pretty quick read. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Book Wars Pod. Bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It's the best way for people to discover the show and for us to help get ourselves out there and again, hopefully end up at, on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration uh, and be able to give you all merch. And uh, torture you in person. And torture you in person. <laughs> Speaking of merch... If you have the means, please give to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. 
as you saw this week if you follow us on instagram you got some great pictures of orca pork chop and jasper thanks to drew's generosity giving us coffee so if you want more where that came from uh give us coffee and join the patreon our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design. For Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to this special bonus, bonus episode 24 of the Book Wars Pod. And we'll talk to you later this week. But I'm not going to be able to tell until like you do peaky yelling again. But <laughs> that's it's supposed to <laughs> it's supposed to make it so that you don't peak so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah i should help uh yeah it seems like it, it was more when you were laughing so oh, okay it's it's fine yeah. it, just think of piano man <laughs> okay turn it up more than that oh, like turn yeah. it to 75 <laughs> percent <laughs>